Hi, my name is Elijah, and I have the privilege to serve as the creative pastor here at City Life Church. We just wanted to quickly thank you. Thank you for tuning in wherever you may be watching from. Hey, if you haven't already, please go ahead and click the like and subscribe button. We believe that God has an amazing word for you today. So let's jump into today's message. I want to speak to you about the blessing today. As you go to the scripture and you turn there with me, I just want to give a shout out to our team that just returned from Jamaica. We had a team that went to Jamaica on a medical mission trip, just got back. Come on, celebrate them. They took off work, gave their week to go and minister to the people of Jamaica and uh, just excited to hear the reports. And then, man, as Pastor Brian said, we had a whole crew come back, took a whole busload, a charter bus to team talent, and it was amazing to watch not only celebrate those that won trophies, but just to watch the giftings, not only of our students, but thousands of students offering their gift to God for His glory. And uh, reminded the responsibility we have to raise a generation of world changers. You know, in the last week, I've been in the Philippines. I've been in um, Toronto, Canada. I was in Tennessee in the country. And uh, yesterday, I got on a plane at 5 a.m., flew and ministered to a thousand Hispanic leaders. And then I was back home before 5 o'clock. That's a full day right there. But I'm reminded of this last week of the diversity of the kingdom. And that God has not called us to uniformity. He's called us to unity. The good thing in the kingdom, we don't all look alike, sound alike, act alike. There's a place for everybody. And I want you to know at City Life Church, there's a place for you. That's one thing I love about this house. Every Sunday, a multitude of nationalities and different backgrounds merge. We have old, we have young, we have people that look different. You know, we have people that sound different. But it really represents the kingdom of God, a mosaic of what the kingdom is. And as we walk in the blessing of the kingdom, I'm reminded that I'm called to walk according to God's purpose and God's plan. And in Numbers chapter 6, God begins to speak to Moses. And he said this, speak to Aaron and his son, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Here it is. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So they will put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. You know, to get to the blessing of numbers that Moses declared to Aaron that he was to extend over the people of God. You first have to go back to what we would call the father of faith, Abraham. He was known as Abram in the beginning, but God would change his name because he would breathe on him. And now he would be called Abraham. And the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on the earth through you will be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Then we jump to chapter 22, and it says this. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore. 
And your descendant shall possess the gate of their enemy. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. I grew up in church. Any church kids in the house? I mean, old school church kids. When I grew up, we sang this song. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so, oh, so let's just praise. Then we'd go into this right arm. We're not going to do that. This place may get crazy today. We may get crazy. We go into right arm, left arm, you know. I don't know. But we sang about Father Abraham, but it's more than a song. We were singing a song about the patriarch, the father of faith. He will be talked about in the New Testament, in the hall, and in the hall of fame of faith. But this father of faith, where God would mark him and change his name, and here's what I do know. When you begin to operate in a realm of faith that pleases the heart of God, it strips back old labels and allows the father to mark you. And when you understand that he left and he set out, and God would speak to Abraham, and he would tell him, that I'm going to bless you. He said, matter of fact, it's going to be on what you even know. Matter of fact, if you could count the stars and the number of sand that is in the seashore, he said, that would just be the beginning. You know, a few months ago, I had the opportunity to go to a place called Barney Creek. Now, nobody's probably ever been to Barney Creek. It's really just a spot in the road. It's marked by a sign. But it's where 18 people met to form a fellowship that we're a part of called the Church of God. And I went in this little room where they met and had their first assembly, 18 people. 18 people. And I thought to myself, in this little bitty spot in the road in North Carolina, people that came from North Carolina, the hills of Tennessee, very poor people. They did not have education. And they met in this room, and they birthed a movement. I thought, could they really even fathom that today, 8 million people, 187 countries, Bible universities, and uh, liberal arts colleges, and orphanages, and a thousand kids would show up at Lee University from all over the world. Canada, Jamaica, Bahamas, Florida, Haiti. <laughs> Don't want to leave anybody out. And they would meet and converge. And could these people even fathom that? And that's just a small section of the kingdom. But he said, Abraham, you can't even grasp what I'm going to do through you. I would just declare that over you. God's bigger than your plan. Matter of fact, if you can plan it and you can accomplish it by yourself, it's probably not God's plan for your life. God's plan is always bigger than you, beyond you, more than you can do by yourself. Three things before we ever get to number six. He said, Abram, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to mark you. I'm going to breathe on you. And I'm going to start by declaring a word that's greater than you. All you need to do is go. Go by faith. Go to places you've never been. Matter of fact, I want you to set out to a land you know not of. And he said, I'm going to do three things. First, I'm going to give you the blessing of elevation. I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to take you to another level. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to take you to another level. Now, the key to getting to another level is being faithful at the now level. Pastor Dale, I have people all the time say, Pastor, I want to go to another level. And I'll look around at the level they're at, and it's a mess. I'm thinking, you know, maybe you need to steward the now level so God can take you to the next level. How many know God rewards faithfulness and obedience? He said, I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to give you the blessing of elevation. God desires you to move you from glory to glory, from season to season. He desires to elevate you. God desires to move you 
to, here's what obedience does. It's like stepping on an escalator. You don't have to walk, you just have to step on, and it takes you from level to level. He said, I'm going to give you the blessing of elevation. Then he said, I'm going to give you the blessing of possession. I'm going to allow you to possess the promises of God. Matter of fact, even your enemy you will possess. And I pray that, that God gives you the, the ability and the spirit to possess everything that God has for you, where you are lacking nothing, every promise, every yes, every amen, every declaration that the word of the Lord has spoken over you. You would take this book right here and declare this word is for me and my house. And Father, I possess it. I declare it as mine in the name of Jesus. He said, I'm going to give you the ability to possess. But then third, he said, I'm going to give you the promise and the blessing of dominion. Dominion is when you take authority in what God gives you. That's where you rise up and say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know about the neighbors. I don't know about the guy down the road. I don't know about those guys over there. But for me and my house, we will. It's not a maybe. It's not a question. We take dominion and authority in the name of the Lord. He said, I'm going to bless you with dominion. What you're going to do, you're going to ground yourself in the plan and in the purpose that I have for you. The enemy will not be able to rob it. The haters will not be able to steal. Captivity that you will find yourself in will not rob you of your destiny because the plan that I have for you, it will get through good seasons and bad seasons. It will get through up seasons and down seasons. It will be steadfast. It will be concrete. And I'm going to give you the blessing of dominion. I declare that over you, that you put the enemy on notice. Oh, you messed with the wrong house. You come around the wrong family. Not today, devil. I want you to know I put the enemy on notice that we are walking in an authority and a dominion it was God's original intention and God's original intention is always his final decision God doesn't change his mind about what he said he said you know that was old school I'm gonna do something different now his principles and promises are steadfast culture changes life changes styles change I never grew up in a church that had LED wall Matter of fact, they didn't even have LED walls when I was growing up. Styles change, but the Word of God does not. The Spirit of God does not. Three things. He said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to allow you to be elevated. I'm going to give you the spirit of possession and dominion. But then we get to Numbers chapter 6, and he reminds Moses that he's connected to blessing. And he says, tell Aaron and his son, to bless the people. The story of Aaron is really, really a neat story. Here's the story of Aaron. God speaks to Moses while Moses is on the mountain in revival. The glory of the Lord. And God begins to speak to Moses, give him a word. And then he begins to speak to Moses about Aaron, about Aaron being the high priest. The problem is while God's speaking about Aaron, Aaron's down in the valley, melted everything God gave him, all the gold, and they built a gold calf. And they're dancing around this golden calf. Here's the principle I want you to see. While you're falling, God is already declaring your next season. That's the grace of God in action. That's the mercy of God that's brand new every morning. While he was in the valley acting crazy, God was already declaring his comeback. God was already declaring his next season. God was already saying, you know what, but your best is yet to come. There's still an anointing on your life. There's still a grace on your life. I speak that over somebody. Maybe you've messed up. God st still says there's a plan. There's a purpose. I need somebody that I can still mold and use. While he was falling. But then he said, I want Aaron and his sons. 
I, I love the story of, of Aaron taking his rightful place. You know, when they begin to design the garment that Aaron would wear, the, the scripture says that God spoke and says, when you wear it, basically make it an adjustable garment. So one day Aaron's sons can wear it. How many know the anointing we wear today needs to fit those that are coming after us? And if it's rigid and hard, if it's judgmental, it can never be worn by a new generation. But if this anointing is given with a flexibility and say, you know what, just put it on and wear it and be who you are. Be who God has called you to be. He said, when you design the garment, design it so that his sons may wear it one day. But now we get to Moses, and Moses says, I want you to tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people. I want you to tell them to mark the people. I want you to tell them to declare to them that they are blessed. And I want you to declare them that they are marked. He said, first, I want you to declare to them that the Lord is going to bless them and keep them. I am going to protect them. I, I declare that over you today, that there is a protecting God, and I speak protection over you. I want you to know that there are angels that have been assigned to you. I want you to know that there is a God that goes before you, and he's also covering where you've been. And this God of the present has the ability to silence your yesterday and declare your prophetic tomorrow. And I want you to know he is a protecting God. He said to tell them, I'm going to keep them. I am a keeping God. I am a protecting God and I want you to know God's got you. He's got you covered. He's got your house covered. He's got your children covered. He's got your grandchildren covered. He's a protecting God. He said, tell them there's a blessing of protection over them. And then he says this. He said, I'm going to cause my face to shine upon them and I'm going to be gracious unto them. He said, I'm going to extend grace to them. Anybody thankful for grace today? We're here because of grace. We worship because of grace. We do what we do as children of God because there is a grace that is all sufficient, a grace that has saved me, a grace that keeps me, a grace that declares me. He said, I'm going to shine my face upon them and extend a grace that is all sufficient. I pray a blessing of grace over you today. I pray that you have a journey of grace and that we are givers of grace and partakers of grace. He said, I'm going to bless them with grace. But then I want you to understand, I'm going to do something. I'm going to lift my countenance upon them. I'm going to extend favor to them. Matter of fact, I'm going to bless them in a journey that they do not understand with favor. Something you need to understand about favor. Favor cannot be bought. It cannot be bartered. It's really never understood fully. It's not deserved. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. But when you receive it, you know, this is a house of favor. We declare favor every day over us, over you. We're here in this building because of the favor of God. Matter of fact, people ask me to come and, you know, teach at um, conferences, and they want to hear about the story of city life and how we grew, and they really want a formula. And I simply say, you know what? We just caught a wind of favor. We couldn't go back and retrace it, redo it. It was just God favored us beyond what we deserved. There's a lot of great churches, but God just marked us with favor. God rested his favor. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to give you a cloud by day, and I'm going to give you a fire by night. I'm going to give you manna to feast on. You're not even going to know what it is. I believe some days it tasted like spaghetti, and other days it tasted like steak. Whatever they needed for the moment. And then he said, the clothes you have on will never wear out. 
a matter of fact, this favor is going to sustain you. I declare a blessing of favor over your life that the next season would not be a striving season, but you would walk in in a confidence. You would walk in in a boldness knowing that God has this, that, that he is going before you and crooked places are being made straight and the blessing of God is rolling out before you. He said, bless them with favor, but then tell them this, I'm going to extend a peace over them and to them so that they understand that this wilderness journey, I am there. I've brought them out of Egypt. I'm going to give them peace in a wilderness, and I'm going to give them a peace and a boldness to cross over into a promise, a peace that goes beyond understanding, a peace that goes beyond what they know and what they see, a peace that goes beyond the battle and the circumstance. I've told you before, peace is not a state of mind. Happiness is a state of mind, but peace is a bedrock of your faith, and you ground yourself in it. And when the world is going crazy, you still have peace. And when your life is going crazy, you still have peace. And when you don't know what to do, you still trust in the one that knows all, that is all, the one that was, that it is, that is to come. He said, I'm going to bless them with a peace that will allow them to be steadfast in a season of wilderness. And he said, you are going to mark them with my name. Here it is right here. God says, if you will mark them, I will bless them. If you will mark them, I will bless them. If you will mark them, I will bless them. The word of God is full of ifs. It's the hinge of faith where God says, if you'll do your part, I will do my part. If you will bring your tithe and offering, I will open the windows of the storehouse. If you will pray the prayer of faith, I will save the sick. If you will train your children the right way, I will keep your children. He said, if you will mark them, I will bless them. I want you know, parent, guardian, grandparent, you have the ability and the responsibility to mark your children with the name of the Lord. It's not city life's responsibility. It's your responsibility. So I commission you today. I, I acknowledge. I release you today. Mark your family with the name of the Lord. When you get home today, slap the doorpost and say, this house is marked with the name of the Lord. Lay your hands on your children and say, you are blessed in the name of the Lord. And if you bless them, God will bless them. He said, you will mark them. You say, well, pastor, how does this connect to me? Numbers and, and Deuteronomy and Genesis. How does this all work for me? Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 says this. It says, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ. You notice he didn't say Abram. He, he referred to him, he said, to Abraham, the one that I marked and relabeled, the one that I breathed upon, the one that I elevated, the one that I gave the ability to possess the promise. The one that I established in dominion. Please put that back up on the screen. Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we receive the promise of the Spirit. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Jesus did not come to wipe out that blessing. He came that you and I, not just a priest, not just one that finds himself in the holy place on a mountain, but an everyday believer, just one that believes on the name of the Lord, can walk in and say, you know what, I receive the blessing of elevation. I will walk in the spirit of possession 
nation and I will stand in the concrete power of dominion and I will declare over my house. I will speak to the adversary that would come in and try to rob, steal, kill, and destroy that we are breaking through to an abundant life because we have been blessed with the blessing of Abraham and we are connected to, to Jesus Christ, the one that had power and resurrection. You know, we were at Cracker Barrel in Tennessee. You know, you can't go to Tennessee and not eat Cracker Barrel. We were at Cracker Barrel with all the good old folks from Tennessee. And, you know, they look at the City Life crowd like, where are you guys from? We roll in, you know. We look a little different than everybody else when we roll in. But we were eating, and one of the girls began to talk there about a story that I told a long time ago. And I couldn't remember the story at first, and she told me what it was. And it was about... Um, an author and this author had written a book and he had been traveling around selling his book and preaching and it was just one of those books that in a moment captured the heart of the kingdom how many know that God can move in a moment in your life now listen to me sometimes we're looking for seasons and we miss the moment but if you ever grab hold of the moment if you ever take hold of that just that divine kingdom it'll thrust you into the right season sometimes if you miss the moment you'll he said it was just a moment God gave him a book he just exploded he said he was in London, England he said crowds were huge and after he would preach he would sign books and he said one of the services was so crowded that the lines went out the door finally knowing he had to preach again he told the pastor he said when we get to this young girl let's cut the line off she got there laid the book out and um he said, what's your name? I want to make the book out to you. She said, evidence. He said, no, no, what's your real name? He said, evidence. He said, I just closed the book. He said, I knew there had to be a story. I said, how did you get the name evidence? She said, well, pastor, my parents went to every doctor they could find in the city of London. And for 14 years, every doctor told them it was impossible for them to have children. For 14 years, they went to every specialist they could find. And for 14 years, every specialist told them it was impossible for them to have children. But every morning for 14 years, my father would lay his hands on my mother. And he would bless her and declare the name of the Lord over her. He would declare that her womb would be fruitful. He would declare that they would have children. And he said, for 14 years, every doctor said no. For 14 years, every specialist said no. But 14 years later, I came along. And they named me evidence because I am the evidence of the Lord in the land of the living. I want you to know you're the evidence today. Just because you're here, you're the evidence. Just because you showed up to worship, you are evident. Just because you rolled in here with a praise in your mouth and breath in your lungs, you are evidence. The enemy could have taken you out. There are some of you that could have lost your mind. There are some of you that should not be here. But you walked in this church today and said, there is a God and I will worship him today. You are the evidence of the Lord in the land of the living. And I declare you are blessed today. I declare you are favored today. I declare that you are, you are walking in a spirit of favor. Come on, jump to your feet with me all over the room. I'm going to pray today. We're going to declare Numbers chapter 6. And we're going to pray this. We're going to pray that the, the spirit of blessing. Matter of fact, Deuteronomy says that we would be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when we come and blessed when we go. When we lay our head down to rest, we would be blessed. When we rise, we would be blessed. 
He would tell us that we would be the lender and not the borrower. That the enemy's debt would be canceled and the promise of the kingdom would be released. That we would walk as the head and not the tail. The first and not the last. Blessed going in and blessed coming out. That we would live as the marked blessed of the Lord in the land. And he said, when you mark them with my name, I will bless them. Just do this with me. Just take your hands right here. You're going to mark yourself today. You ever seen anybody mark themselves safe on Facebook? It's like a rain cloud like six counties away and they mark themselves safe from the rain cloud, you know. We're going to mark ourselves today. Just take these hands and let them rank. Huh. We're going to mark ourselves with the name of the Lord. I'm going to ask the team to go ahead and get in place to lead us in worship. He said, mark them with my name and I will bless them. Today, we declare that we are marked with your name. We are marked with the name that is above every name. The name that every principality and every devil fears. The name that causes sickness to go and prosperity to be released. The name that has all authority in heaven and in earth. The name that declares destiny, purpose, and promise. The name that releases the blessing of elevation, the blessing of possession, and the blessing of of dominion. A name that calls out protection and angels. A name that releases a grace that is all sufficient. A name that unlocks a favor beyond we, what we can comprehend. And a name that marks us with peace that goes beyond understanding. So Father, today I declare that over your people. As we declare we are marked, Father, I pray that you would bless I pray, Father, that you would go before them and every mountain would be moved, every giant would begin to fall. Father, I pray that in this next season there would be no striving, but they would walk in a boldness and a confidence knowing that you, the author and the finisher of their faith, has already done the work, Father. You have already marked them with a promise, a yes and an amen, a promise that declares who they are. And Father, I pray that not one label of yesterday would define them, not one label of a last season would define them, but every word of the living God would mark them and declare who they are and they would walk in that authority they would walk in that boldness and they would rise up declaring a song a song father that only the redeemed can sing and so father today father we say yes and we say amen come on if you believe that declare yes and amen if you receive that declare yes Thank you so much for watching this message. We pray that it encouraged you. Our church is not built on one individual, but on the sacrifice of so many. And so you being a part of that means so much to us. Our vision here at City Life is to reach the lost, help restore what has been broken, and to release people into their God-given purpose. If you would like to partner with us today, text GIVE to 844-311-1777 or visit our website. For more great content and messages, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also download our City Life app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram while you're at it. Our services are at 9.30, 10.30, and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'd love to have you be with us in person at one of our locations. And like we say here at City Life, go and be the city. Thank you.